Hello, and welcome to the Confessions of a Christian Single Woman community, where you will be empowered to propel in all aspects of your purpose, and no sister is left behind. Sit back and relax, grab your journal and pen, pour you a cup of coffee or tea, and go on this journey to self-discovery and growth in the Lord. Hello, Purpose Propellers. Welcome back, and I am extremely glad that you are tuning in today. I'm a little sad because today is the last episode of this season, but I am so excited that we have gotten through this series, that we have learned some important things, and I pray that you have been extremely blessed um, throughout this season. And so, We are ending our series entitled Navigating Singleness, Living This Season with Intention, where we'll talk about the joys, the challenges, and the purpose of being single from a Christian and biblical perspective. And so last week we talked about building a supportive community and how important that was. And today we'll be talking about redefining success and fulfillment redefining success and fulfillment. And I thought that this would be important to talk about as the last episode because when it comes to relationships, people like to think that being in a relationship, being in a marriage is the culmination of success. You've now made it, right? You're no longer single. Now you're married. You have the ability to have children. You know, now you're building businesses. You're buying houses. You're getting cars. You're, you know, working in the marketplace. You're doing all of these things now with your spouse. That just means like, oh, I have arrived, right? That is far from the truth, okay? So redefining success and fulfillment involves moving away from conventional, um, externally driven definitions of achievement and happiness. And instead, we're gonna be embracing a more personal and authentic approach to what brings meaning and contentment to your life. Like I've talked about before, being in a relationship is not the end all be all thing. There are other ways in which we as singles can be content and fulfilled, all right? So when we redefine what success and fulfillment means according to the Lord, okay, then he'll be able to birth in us the different ideas and other things that we may not even have known existed that he has for us. So when we become one with him and when we allow him to show us what success really is for our lives through his eyes, then it can shift the trajectory of our lives. Because a lot of the times we're looking for what success and fulfillment means through the lens of other people right? We're looking at other people's lives and we're like, oh, they got all this money. They have this huge mansion. They have all these cars. Oh, they're speaking on stages in front of millions around the world. They're singing on stages in front of millions around the world. They're these huge life coaches and all this other stuff. And we're thinking that, oh, they are successful and they are fulfilled. A lot of them will tell you 
I'm going, I might have all this stuff, but I may be going out home crying at night. Some of them are depressed. We've seen some of them um, take their own lives because even though they have all of this stuff, it doesn't necessarily mean that they are fulfilled. Okay. So we're going to be talking about that. When we are walking in tandem with the Lord and doing the things that he instructs us to do, that's when our fulfillment will come in. And so the whole goal here is to take your eyes off of yourself, all right, and to put them on him. We have to let him develop our character, let him develop our goals, let him enhance our dreams and let him lead our lives. Amen, right? And so let's talk about some ways in which we can redefine success and fulfillment according to the Lord. Okay. So number one, we need to reflect on God's values and priorities for our life. All right. So reflect on God's values and priorities for your life. Take time to reflect on what God says about you and the core values that you should have concerning your life and knowing what deeply matters to you, right? This kind of goes into the knowing yourself piece, but this is a little bit deeper in that now you have to get before the Lord and say, okay, Lord, what do you say about me? How do you see me in this, in this particular season? How do you see me? How do you want me to move in this season? What values do you have for me in this season? How am I supposed to walk out what it is that you have for me? Right. And so some biblical values that you should have, you know, innately, of course, you should be generous. And um, the Bible talks about us, you know, being generous. So that's in uh, Proverbs chapter 11, verse 25. You could take a look at that. So you must be generous. Um, you have to have courage, you know, things that happen in this life and things that you want to do in this life require courage. Um, doing a podcast <laughs> and actually sharing my thoughts and things that, you know, I'm going through as a single Christian woman took courage to do, right? So anything that the Lord is asking you to do is going to require courage. So you can find out about courage in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse, uh, verses six to eight. Of course, you have to have love. You have to love people. You have to love yourself, right? You can find that in first Peter chapter four, verse eight. And then you have to have respect, respect for yourself, respect for God, respect for others, right? That's, and you could find that in Matthew chapter seven, verse 12. So of course, this isn't an exhaustive list of all of the values that you should have. You definitely need to be in your word and to see the values um, that the Lord would want us to have. I was in my study time um, today and I'm reading in um, 2 Samuel and I'm reading about all these kings and how they did wicked in the sight of the Lord. Okay, well, one of my values is <laughs> I need to make sure that I am doing what's good in the sight of the Lord, right? So as you're reading scripture, you can always find in there the different values and things that you need to have on your life, okay? So make sure that you're digging deeper into the word to make sure that your values align with the Lord's values, okay? So let him identify and help you identify what brings you joy. Let him identify what brings you satisfaction and a sense of purpose. When we're actually walking out what it is that he wants, when he's telling us, 
man, just the, uh, the level of acceleration that can happen for your life, the amount of open doors that you didn't think would be available to you can open because you have to join yourself with his will and with his spirit, right? And so when your spirit is joined with his spirit, meaning that you are spirit led, you're led by the Holy Spirit. And then once that happens, then all of a sudden your life choices start to change. Now you're making decisions based on what he wants according to his word and not just based on what you want. So anything when your spirit is joined with his spirit and you're letting him lead and guide and and shift and change your values and perspectives, that is what brings fulfillment and success. So in this regard, you're not chasing what society says success is, but you're walking in what God says success is for your life. Uh, you know, a lot of people think that success is all all is monetary all the time. But it's not. Success is you doing the will of the Lord for your life in whatever season you're in at that moment. That is actual success. Now, of course, when you're doing his will, he'll, like the Bible says, he'll open up the the windows of heaven. He'll pour out a blessing, you know, that you don't have room enough to receive. Blessings upon blessings will happen and accelerate. They'll happen so fast. They'll make your head spin, all kinds of stuff, right? So those blessings will come to you when you are in his will and when you are reflecting on his values and priorities for your life. Okay. Number two, number two, focus on intrinsic motivation. Focus on intrinsic motivation. What does that mean? That means shift your focus from external rewards and validation to intrinsic motivation. So what are the things that motivate you? What are the things that interest you? What are the things you do that make your face light up when you pursue them? These are the types of things that can bring you inner joy, which is intrinsic motivation, internal motivation. These are the things that can help bring that to you. You know, it can help bring you fulfillment and it can give you joy from the inside out. And so, you know, we spend so much time worrying about what others are doing that we no longer even know what we like to do, okay? And I believe that this is how the media will try to uh, desensitize us to the fact that we do have our own lives and have our own wants and have our own desires and needs um, because we're so wrapped up in pop culture that we don't even recognize that we are our own people. We can name and sing every song of our favorite artist, but we can't clearly articulate what we like to do for fun. You can tell me the words, word line by line of your favorite movie, but you can't tell me where you wanna be in five years. Intrinsic motivation. What motivates you internally instead of just looking at the external stuff? Oh, I can see, you know, how I can receive this and I feel like I'm validated by this versus looking inward and being like, what can I do 
to know more about me. One of the things that I used to do all the time was watch Ratchet TV, y'all. I used to watch Ratchet TV all the time. And y'all know Ratchet TV. I'm not even going to name the shows because they're not about to come after me. But, you know, all of all of the reality shows where you are following scripted reality shows at that, where you're following the lives of other people and you're seeing, you know, these, these particular um, cast members are in their 40s and 50s fighting and jumping over tables and cussing each other out and, you know, all this other stuff. And you're so wrapped up in keeping up with people and all of this stuff like that, that you forget that you have your own life and you forget that the Lord has called you to do things. So while you're sitting in front of the TV, binge watching for hours, these other people acting crazy and being ratchet and not even following the things of the Lord, you could literally be getting before the Lord and asking him, what do I need to set up so that I am fully operating in your will for my life. So me, I don't even watch them anymore. I don't watch any of those shows anymore because I'm like, I don't have time to just sit here and watch other people live these grandiose lives. I need to do what I need to do to follow God's will for my life. And as he elevates me, then I will be able to continue to point people back to him while still enjoying the fruits of my labor. So don't let pop culture desensitize you to you living your own life. Come out of what society is doing and pursue activities and goals that bring you genuine enjoyment and fulfillment rather than watching other people live their lives. No, we don't have time for that. In this time and in this season and in in this day and age that we're in, we hear it all the time. The Lord is soon to come. You know, Jesus is coming back soon. We hear these phrases all the time. I don't know if y'all are actually paying attention to what's happening in society, but Jesus is about to be back any, any second now at this point. It ain't, you know, any, any day now, like literally any second now, Jesus is about to be back. And so when he comes back, I want him to find me fully fulfilled and successful in what it is that he has, that he has asked me to do. I don't want him to find me sitting in the bed watching Ratchet TV. (laughs) Like I want him to find me going, Ooh, she's actually walking in purpose. Come on, daughter. Come with me. Come up with me. That's what I desire. So I hope that you desire the same. Amen. Number three in redefining success and fulfillment, we need to celebrate our small wins and progress. Celebrate your small wins and your progress, right? So celebrating those things, your small wins and your progress, um, will help you continue on in your journey to meet your goals, right? Nothing is too small to celebrate. We have to make sure that we are always acknowledging our efforts, always acknowledge the steps that you take, even if they seem minor. Um, Because in life, I think sometimes we may feel like that we're not doing enough or we're not being enough um, or we're not in the right places or the right spaces. And so, you know, we compare ourselves, which we talked about before, right? We compare ourselves to others and we look at what they're doing and we deem that they're highly successful and we're discounting our own successes. 
This is a lie and a trick from the enemy, all right? You are exactly where you are supposed to be. The Lord has you exactly where you are right now for a reason. But as you continue on your journey with God, and then as you take each step forward with him, that's a major accomplishment, right? So we have to make sure that um, we are not discounting the small stuff. The Lord says, don't despise small beginnings. Don't despise small beginnings. There are things that you are doing right now, adhering to his word. And, and when I say adhering to his word, adhering to scripture, yes. But then also adhering to the things that he's telling you in your prayer time with him, right? Like as you move out on those things, that's an accomplishment. Why? Because obedience isn't easy, <laughs> right? Obedience isn't easy. Doing things that he's asking you to do is not always easy. So as you're obedient and you're moving out in those things, that's an accomplishment. So when the Lord nudges you to do something, no matter how big or how small it is, right? Something as small as the Lord telling you to say hello to somebody and you go and say hello to them. That should be celebrated, right? Anything that the Lord is telling you to do and you accomplishment, you accomplish it should be celebrated. And so, um, I think I'm going to be, I'm going to be transparent here. I was telling my brother not too long ago, um, that I actually almost stopped doing this podcast. I really did. I almost, I almost stopped doing it. I had gotten to a point in doing it that I wasn't sure if anybody was really listening. Um, I wasn't sure if the episodes were making a difference, you know, in people's lives. Um, yes, I have analytics where I can see if the podcast was downloaded, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the episodes were listened to, if that makes sense. Like that just means that somebody clicked on the page and was like, eh, and they could have easily clicked out. But now that means that that's a download. So I can't look at that and be like, oh my gosh, I got all these downloads. That doesn't necessarily mean that people were actually listening. And so I kind of got to the point where I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to go ahead and shut this down because I could be using my time for other things and I could, you know, possibly work on something else that I may feel the Lord is calling me to. So why should I continue to put so much effort into this podcast? Y'all, as soon as I really started to consider it, like, I mean, was looking like, okay, how can I shut everything down? God started bringing people out of nowhere, <laughs> like started bringing people out of nowhere who would tell me, um, you got a podcast, right? Oh my gosh. I listened to that one episode that you did on boundaries and I needed that whole episode. And I just, you know, realized myself that I really had to start putting some boundaries in place with people. And I'm like, oh, okay. Or I would get reviews and people would leave me reviews and be like, this podcast is helping me. Thank you so much for putting this out. I really needed this, you know, type of a thing. 
I even had, y'all, I even had a married woman reach out to me. This is this was in the season that I was actively about to shut the podcast down. A married woman reached out to me and said, my husband and I have, a, have just started a singles ministry and I started listening to your podcast and you, this information was so good that I shared your podcast with my minute with my singles ministry a married woman was listening to this podcast and i've actually had a couple married women tell me i had one married woman tell me had i had this podcast when i was single that would have helped me in my marriage and i'm like i was getting ready to shut it down y'all but the lord had to remind me i gave this to you for a reason And now you need to do what I've told you to do. So for me, this, it was a big win because I was like, the Lord gave me the idea. I was courageous enough. It it took a minute, (laughs) but I was courageous enough to go ahead and start it, get artwork for it, start paying for stuff to get it done, you know, getting equipment and all that stuff that I needed, getting software, everything I needed to get this podcast out to you. I was obedient in that. And as a result, people started reaching out and saying how it was helping them, even though I was getting ready to shut it down. And so because because for a bit, I doubted the word of the Lord. He had to send those people to remind me. (laughs) And I think he reminded me by saying, listen here, Lamika, because this is how the Lord be talking to me sometimes. I said what I said. Like you doing this podcast, I said what I said. So now I'm of the mind, if only one person hears any of these episodes, I've done my job and I was obedient to the Lord. So, and now I also think if only one person hears an episode, then it makes a difference. So now... I'm in full confidence. The Lord showed me and gave that to me. And I'm in full confidence that I am in the will of the father for my life by doing this. And now as a result, I'm not going to go into everything now, but as a result, I have some amazing things coming that I'm actively working on right now as a result of this podcast. And so um, when, I, when I'm ready to release those, I'll definitely release them to you all um, or give you the information about it here. But just know that when you obey God, it opens up the door for other opportunities. One opportunity I'll share was I was actually um, asked, I think this was last year, I was asked to preach at a singles, um, at a singles event. Well, it wasn't really a singles event. It was a church conference, but they were having a singles day um, during the conference. And they asked me to come preach at the conference. And so, you know, doors will open as a result of you doing what you doing, what the Lord has told you to do. And so even though I was like getting a little discouraged and was getting ready to shut stuff down, the Lord overwhelmed me to say, hey, you're not shutting anything down. This is what I've called you to do. And now I have other opportunities that are getting ready to be released as a result. So it's the same thing with you. Celebrate every moment that God gives you. 
Like don't, don't overlook even the small stuff that you're obedient to him in and be grateful for everything that he's done in your life. Because every step forward for you is a step forward for someone else that's attached to you. Remember, I've said before that our lives are not just our own. We are here to be a blessing to other people. So anything that you're obedient to the Lord in, that's a success moment. Anytime you have an idea that drops in your spirit and you're like, okay, I know that idea wasn't for me. Cause I would tell y'all this podcast idea was not for me at all. Like I wasn't bit more thinking about a podcast, no nothing. Right. So when you start to receive ideas in your heart and in your spirit and you're like, now, now I, that's not something that I would normally do. Then you know that that's something that the Lord is like, but I'm calling you to do this because when you do this, it's going to change and help other people who are attached to the gifts and the callings that are on your life. So if you want to know what success and fulfillment is, you fulfilling your will or you fulfilling God's will for your life and the purpose that he has given you to be able to impact others. That's how you know when you're successful, when you're impacting others for the kingdom of God. Okay, so make sure that you are doing that. Number four, emphasize well-being and balance. Well-being and balance. And I've talked about this a little bit in a previous episode. Anybody that knows me knows that I am a big proponent of self-care. Okay. Huge proponent (laughs) of self-care. And when I say I take care of myself, I take care of myself. I'm getting out and getting my hair done. You know, I'm going to a spa and getting a massage. I, you know, may do some retail therapy. I'm um, doing my nails and I'm going to go get my feet done. Like when I sell, I'm taking myself out to an expensive restaurant. Like I'm not waiting for a man to take me out to an expensive restaurant. I'm taking myself out, right? So I do things to make sure that I'm taking care of myself. And so it's important to prioritize your well-being and to seek a balanced lifestyle that nurtures your physical, your emotional, and your mental health. Because we all know the phrase, all work and no play, right? We can't just be all work and no play. Like you can't just work, 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 work all the time and expect to not get burnt out. Um, I don't know if I've shared this story before, but before the pandemic hit, I learned this lesson the hard way of just working all the time. And we're still talking about redefining success and fulfillment. Redefining success and fulfillment looks like taking care of yourself, right? And so before the pandemic, um, I was at my, my previous church and I was in multiple departments. I wore a lot of different hats. I was in a lot of different meetings going to a lot of different events. Literally every single time the church doors were open, I was there. Like literally Sundays, Wednesdays, conferences, meetings that I had to have in between during the week. Like anytime the doors of the church were open, I was there. Um, Mind you, I still had, I had a full-time job. And on top of that, I lived a good distance from the ministry. But anytime they asked me to do something, I said yes. Anytime they asked me to be somewhere, I said yes. 
Anytime, you know, they had a meeting for something and they asked me to be there, I said yes. Why? Because I was happy to serve. For me, serving in the ministry also brought me joy and fulfillment, right? However, what I didn't realize was it was taking a toll on my body. Um, because between the stress of my job that I was in at the time while I was there, I'm in a new job now, but the job that I was in when I was there, between the stress of that job and then the constant back and forth at church, because I would even leave work and head straight to the church. Like I was always there, right? So between the stress of the job, between the constant back and forth, um, at church and then the long distance between driving from church to home or driving from work to home, I really started to develop some some serious health issues. Um, and, and it was bad. It was bad. It was to the point where like I was being hospitalized. And so when the pandemic hit and we had to stay home, you know, for the stay at, the stay at home orders, um, my family, my parents were like, you're single. We have to be we're on stay at home orders now. We don't know how long we're going to be at stay on uh, be on stay at home orders. And my my parents pulled the parent card. Actually, I'm going to put them out there. My dad <laughs> pulled the dad card and my mom agreed. <laughs> um, and he said, baby, I know you grown, but we don't know how long we're going to be at stay at home on stay at home orders. And I don't want you by yourself. Pack up your stuff and come home. Come stay with us. And I was like, but I'm good, dad. And he was like, ah, come stick, come, come pack your stuff up and come home. And so I was obedient to my parents and I said, all right. So I packed up some suitcases <laughs> and I took them home uh, and stayed with them for, I think I was with them for three months um, for the, the whole length. I was with them the whole length of the stay at home orders. So that was, that was three months. And so literally no lie. That first week that the stay-at-home orders were and I was at home with them, I literally slept for about three days straight. And it was funny because I don't know if they sensed that something was going on, but they literally did not bother me. My parents didn't bother me for those like first three days. Like I literally was in the bed. I could not, I physically could not get out of the bed because my body was over it. Like my body was so tired and was like, you finally have a chance to rest, don't move. <laughs> and so after that, I realized with everything that I was doing, I never gave my body a chance to relax. And I started to develop health issues and you know, so much stress was going on in my body that my body just couldn't recover until the stay at home orders. And so, you know, after, after that, I realized, and I, I said to myself, I said, never again, will I allow myself to just serve so much that I don't take care of my own self. Like that's not, that's not healthy. You know, I can't take care of God's house if my own body is breaking down. And so it just, it didn't make any sense to me. And so now at my current church and at my current job, oh baby, trust and believe I got boundaries in place because 
there was just no way that I was going to allow myself to be overwhelmed like that again. And so thankfully on my job now, I work from home full time. And so because I work from home, now I'm able to, and I work a flexible schedule, I pick my own schedule. So I say, I'm going to work from this time to this time every day. I'm going to have this day off and, you know, I'm going to... Uh, Even with church, yes, I'm still serving at my church, but I will not be there every single time the door is open. Why? Because now this church is even further away from my previous church. So, and yes, I'm going to serve and I serve in two departments at my church, but I'm going to tell them when I'm going to serve. I'm not going to allow myself to be so stressed out in wanting to make sure that I'm serving that now it's detrimental to my own mental health and well-being, right? And so, and I absolutely love it. Like I enjoy, I really enjoy my job, um, but not to the detriment of my health. And I really enjoy church, but not to the detriment of my health, right? And so you have to strive for a healthy work-life balance and allocate time for self-care and relaxation. That's success and fulfillment. (laughs) You know, you're not going to be good for anyone else if you're not good for your own self. So now I do things um, like I take time now. I read, I read books. I got to get better at that. I'm trying to, you know, get to a point where I'm reading more books a year. Um, so, but you know, I'll do things like read books. I video, I'll sit and video chat with my family. Like I'll talk to my mom for an hour about nothing, just nothing. And she's looking at me and I'm looking at her and we're not talking about nothing, <laughs> but, but that's a relaxing time for me. Right. I'll do things like up and fly and go to a conference whenever I want to go to. I'm going to one soon, right? Whenever, whenever I see them happening and I'm like, Ooh, I want to do that. Now I just get up and go. Why? Because I'm single. I can do that. (laughs) Right. If there's a concert that I want to go to, Ooh, boom, I'm buying my tickets. I'm going to that concert. Why? Because that's bringing me, it brings me that inner joy that we talked about before, that intrinsic motivation. It brings me that inner joy and it brings success and fulfillment to my life. Knowing that when I do get married, my husband getting a well-rounded woman, he's getting a woman that, that took care of herself. He's getting a woman that enjoyed life and didn't just sit around waiting for him to show up, but I actually enjoyed life. That is success and fulfillment. Right. And so now I want to talk to you, my my single moms out there. So even you, single mom, don't don't um, feel guilty for needing time away from your children. Right. If you're not good, then they won't be good. And so I hear all the time, you know, from moms, they talk about that mom guilt and that, you know, they feel bad when they go back to work or they feel bad when they want to go on a trip or they feel bad, you know, when they, when they want a few days away or things like that. Um, take that to the Lord. Cause I'm not a mom yet. So I can't give like specific advice, any advice that I can give. I would say, just take that to the Lord and let him show you that you are just as important as your children to him. Like as much as your children are important to you, you are very much so that important to him. And so the way that you want your children to be happy and fulfilled and you're giving them all the things that they need to be successful, you know, in this life, he wants to do that same thing for you. So you have every right to take care of yourself. You have every right 
to, you know, splurge on yourself a little bit without your children, right? Remember that our heavenly father rested without us as well. <laughs> when, when he rested, he had just made us, okay? He saw that everything that he made was good and then he relaxed for a little bit. So you can absolutely relax, okay? You can absolutely rest. So make sure that you as well as, as single moms are taking care of yourself. If you need to find a babysitter so you can go attend a, an event with some friends, do that. You know, if you can drop your kid off with some family members while you go and just go to a movie by yourself, do that. Make sure you're taking care of yourself as well. Okay. All right. Number five, be kind to yourself. Another way to redefine success and fulfillment is by being kind to yourself. Okay. So being kind to yourself is to love yourself. And so I've mentioned before about how, um, you know, about how can you expect a significant other to love you when you don't even love yourself, right? Um, because a lot of us, <laughs> me included, all right, a lot of us, whew, that self-talk, y'all, that self-talk is crucial because we'll talk down about ourselves or we'll think something about us is worse than other than what other people view or think, right? So we may think, oh man, I'm just so terrible at this. And then other people are like, oh my gosh, you're like the best at this. I don't even know how you do this. And you're like, wait, what? Right? Um, Cause we, we tend to talk down about ourselves thinking that we're lacking something when other people are looking at us going, that's a strength. <laughs> like, I wish I was like that. That comes easy to you, but I wish I was like that, right? So, Whew, another transparent moment, y'all. Another transparent moment. I like to share stories about myself so that you can see that you're not alone in these things. So um, if you haven't seen in my pictures yet, I would talk down on myself because of my complexion. So I'm a dark-skinned woman. And I'm a dark-skinned black woman, <laughs> okay? So when I was growing up, dark skin was not in like it is now. Like now, dark skin is it. Like if you have dark skin, whoo, people are celebrating you. But back then, when I was growing up, dark skin was not in. So I would get bullied and teased about being dark skin. Um, I would get called like some terrible terrible names being dark skin that I still remember to this day. Um, and then the popular girls at school would talk bad about me around the school and they would talk bad about me to the boys in the school, like boys that I liked and stuff. They would talk bad about me and they made me feel like I was nothing, honestly. And so because of that, I thought that I was nothing. I thought that I wasn't important. I thought that I didn't have any value. I thought that the Lord made me wrong. And I thought that I just was going to spend my entire life not being happy about the skin I was in because of being made fun of all the time. But when I tell you how good 
my God is, okay? Like, I literally could just stand up and cut it and y'all could hear me shuffling my feet in the background. Why? Because y'all don't, y'all just don't know. Y'all just don't know how the Lord brought me out of that. And so like one day I was crying out to him and um, I was just like, God, you know, why did, why did you make me like this? Like it was so bad y'all that I literally told my parents to their face that I wanted to be another nationality because I was just like, I can't do this. Like I can't keep being bullied like this for being this complexion. Why, why am I this color, right? And so um, as you know, once I got older, I still had this insecurity all the way up until my mid twenties. And so one day I was crying out to God about it. Um, and he literally just like overtook me and showed me so much love. And he took me on a journey of everything that he um, thought about me and how he loved me and how I was fearfully and wonderfully made and how he didn't make a mistake when he made me my complexion. And, you know, he just literally just showered me with so much love. And when I got up off the floor, cause I'm a floor person when I worship the Lord. So <laughs> when I got up off the floor, I literally was new, like literally was new and so new to the point that now baby can't nobody tell me nothing about my complexion honey okay can't tell me nothing you can't make fun of fun of me about it like i love every bit of the color of skin that i'm in and so i thought it was interesting because now And I'm telling you how good God is and how he works. Because now that one thing that I was teased about the most is the one thing that I receive the most compliments on. Everywhere I go. I mean, like no lie, everywhere I go. And I'm natural. I have natural hair. And so between the combination of me wearing my my afro out and my complexion, that's the mo- the most areas that I receive compliments on my hair and my complexion. And I'm like, and it's so funny because I think about it and I think back to that time when I told my parents that I wanted to be a whole different complexion. And then I think to now and how confident the Lord has made me in my complexion. And how everywhere I go now, I get, oh my gosh, your complexion, your skin is so smooth. Your, I love your skin color. Your complexion is so beautiful. Oh my gosh, you look like a Barbie. Oh my gosh, you look like, I, I get so many compliments on my skin. And it's just like, I literally had to learn how to love myself. And I literally had to learn how to be kind to my own self. And had I not cried out to God about that particular insecurity, I don't even know how I would be today. Like it still might be an insecurity today and I'm in my late thirties, but I cried out to him back in my mid twenties. I had to have been around like 25, six ish. And I cried out to God about it. And I, and I did because I recognized that it was a problem. 
Whenever people would give me compliments, I couldn't take them. I didn't know how to take them. So somebody would tell me, would start to tell me, oh my gosh, I love your complexion. You're so beautiful. And I'd be like, oh, okay. Like I literally wouldn't even be like, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Like I couldn't even take a compliment. And it got to that point where I was talking to one of my, um, a member of my parents' church who I grew up with. She's watched me grow up. And she used to give me a compliment and I couldn't take it. And she would be like, Lamika, take the compliment. Say thank you. And when I realized that I couldn't even say thank you to that compliment, I knew that was an area that I needed help in. I knew that it was an area that I needed to take before the Lord and go, why can't I even take a compliment, God? And when I took that to the Lord, he showered his love upon me in so many different ways that now people compliment me and I'm immediately like, oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Oh, that was so nice of you. Thank you. Like no hesitation. Where before I couldn't even do that. So my question to you is, what are areas in your life that you're unkind to yourself about? Where are things in your life that you see about yourself and you're like, um, I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like this. Another transparent moment. I'm in flux right now with my weight. Sometimes I'm all the way down to a size six. Next time I'm all the way back up to a size 12, hitting a size 14. Like one minute my weight is, you know, one whatever. Next thing I know my weight is one whatever. And I'm going low and high, low and high, low and high all the time. And I recently started talking down about my body. And I would see my body in the mirror and be like, I don't like this. I don't like the way I look. I look fat. My shirts don't fit right. My pants are too tight now. I refuse to go up. I refuse to buy a whole nother wardrobe because I just bought a wardrobe when I lost weight. Now you mean to tell me I got to turn around and buy a whole nother wardrobe again because I'm gaining weight again? And it's not because I'm eating too much or anything like that. Of course, we know as women, as we get older, the hormone levels, right? Learning how to balance your hormones is so important. And so I'm in that phase now where I'm trying to figure out how to balance my hormones. So my hormones are wreaking havoc on me right now. And one minute I'm small and the next minute I'm big. And the next minute I'm small and the next minute I'm in the middle. And the next minute I'm big and the next minute I'm small. Like it's a whole lot going on, right? And so I started to really talk down about myself regarding my body. And I started speaking word curses basically over my body like i'm i'm you know fat now and oh look at this back fat and look at the cellulite and look at this and next thing i know the lord checked me and he was like "Uh uh-uh remember you're fearfully and wonderfully made stop talking like that about yourself start saying what you want to see about yourself and i was like you know what lord you're right you're right you're absolutely right And so when I was getting ready for church this week, I looked at my body in the mirror and I was like, you look good, girl. Everything about yourself look good. Anything you wanna change, you can always go to the gym, you can always do some workouts. But for right now, girl, you look good, okay? Let's go and put this outfit on. (laughs) Let's go and do this hair, get this face together. You look good. When I tell you, when I went to church, 
I had my, you know, and I had on jeans and a blazer. It wasn't nothing like spectacular, you know, jeans, a blazer, cute heel. My fro was out and I had on some sunglasses because it was, it was, sun was out, you know. By the time this episode comes out, it, it sun should probably still be out. But, you know, the sun was out, everything was good. I'm walking up to the building and people are yelling at me <laughs> before I even get to the building. Girl, you better do it. Oh my gosh, your hair, I like your sunglasses. Girl, that blazer is fire. This whole outfit is everything. You look good, like from men and women. And I'm like, what in the world? Now, mind you, the Lord had just corrected me um, a few days before on changing how I speak to myself and making sure that I'm kind to myself. And so when I actually did it, then all of a sudden the responses from other people could see the radiation of the Lord coming off of me and my internal now matched my external and they responded to it. So we have to make sure that we have compassion for ourselves. So what things about you do you not give yourself compassion for? Remember, we are God's workmanship and he designed us exactly how we're supposed to be, right? Your hair, your hair color, your eye color, your family, you know, maybe the job that you're in or or the, the profession that you're in. All of that was designed by the Lord, right? He already knew them. So practice self-compassion and be kind to yourself. And then another thing I'll say, don't treat other people better than you treat you. I'm going to say that again. Don't treat other people better than you treat you. Treat other people the way that you want to be treated. Or better yet, don't let other people treat you better than you treat yourself. So we sitting here as women, we like, oh, I want a man who has money so he could take me out to these expensive places and, you know, get me an expensive car and buy me an expensive house. Why you can't do that for yourself? Right? Don't let other people treat you better than you treat yourself. Like I told y'all before, I take myself out on dates. I take myself on trips. I engage in activities that I enjoy. Why? Because I want to treat myself with the same care and understanding that I would offer to a dear friend of mine who may be going through similar things. So I want to make sure that I am doing the best that I can for myself because the more that I give to myself, the more I can pour out to others. Right? So make sure when you're redefining success and fulfillment, You are being kind to your own self. That is success in and of itself, to be kind to your own self, to not put word curses on your own self by the things that you're speaking out of your mouth. Anything negative that you say about yourself is a word curse. And that's something that you're going to have to get before God and start to renounce and break off of yourself because you're actually coming into agreement and you are coming into covenant with those words that you say about yourself. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Speaking anything contrary to what God says about you is a curse. So now you're saying, I'm fat, I'm not pretty. I don't have long hair, so I'm not pretty. I'm not smart enough like everybody else. Those are all word curses that you are, that you are putting yourself in covenant with. So now you need to go back and there's your homework. You need to go back and think about all of the negative things that you have ever said about yourself, renounce them 
and then say what God has said about you. I have done that. I have had to do that. And I'm going to have to do it again because I did say, the, well, I did do it. I did do it. I take that back. When I when the Lord um, convicted me, I went back and I said, God, forgive me of all of those things, of all of those word curses that I spoke over myself. I come out of agreement with those words in the name of Jesus. And now I declare what you said about me. You said this. You said that. You said this. So I believe that and I'm going to speak that from now on. Right. So you want to make sure you come out of agreement with all of the negative things you have ever said about yourself. And then you speak God's word on everything that he has said about you. And then you start to train your mind naturally to not speak against you because that is redefining success and fulfillment making sure that you are kind to yourself amen so i pray that this episode blessed you on redefining success and fulfillment again those points are reflecting on god's values and priorities for your life that breeds success focusing on intrinsic motivation that internal motivation what motivates you to do things what what things motivate you and bring you inner joy and fulfillment that's redefining success celebrating your small wins and your progress and not letting other people make you feel bad for the things that you've accomplished that is redefining success and that fulfills you as a person and then um and then making sure that you emphasize your well-being and your balance, making sure that you're taking care of yourself in a way that you are having um, a balance in your life. Right. And then lastly, being kind to yourself, making sure that you are compassionate towards yourself, kind towards yourself and speaking life towards yourself. That also is what success and fulfillment is. Amen. So please don't forget to do all of these things because God is amazing. And as you continue to align yourself with him and his will, then he will have everything else taken care of just for you. Amen. So I really enjoyed being here with you all this season. Um, talking about navigating singleness, living this life with intention. So thank you for listening to the Confessions of a Christian Single Woman podcast. Remember, ladies, that God loves you immensely. There are no bounds or restrictions to his love. Always seek his face, hear his voice, and live his word out loud. If you have any questions that you would like to hear addressed on the podcast, you can email me at diary at confessions of a Christian single woman.com. You can also follow me at the confessions of a Christian single woman page on Facebook and join the private confessions of a Christian single woman community to continue the discussion. Also, um, Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern time in the private community, you will be able to see me, I will be able to see you face to face as we will be talking about the episode, encouraging one another, building one another up um, as sisters. Amen. So I look forward to seeing you in the community. And then also, if this podcast has been a blessing to you, this ministry has been a blessing to you, um, you have the opportunity to donate Um to the podcast and to the ministry. So you could do that at buymeacoffee.com backslash confessions of a CSW. 
buymeacoffee.com backslash confessions of a CSW. Also, when you go on that site, you'll see that there are some extras that you uh, can receive um, by being a member of this community that you won't necessarily receive just by listening to the podcast. So I pray that you check that out as well. Um, Until next time, thank you so much for joining me for season three and may the peace of the Lord go with you this week.